Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Miles Olson podcast. The subject of today's episode is empathy and wokeness. Without further ado, let's get started. I've talked to a lot of people and and people with various beliefs and backgrounds and uh, I find that most of the time when I ask people this question, they tend to agree with me. And the question is, do you think that given the challenges facing humanity right now, that emotional intelligence and empathy are some of the most fundamental, if not the most fundamental things that humanity needs to develop to, to face these challenges, to rise to these challenges. And I actually can't think of someone who has not agreed with this. I don't think I've come across anybody. I may have a, I may have a skewed sample group, but I have talked to a variety of people with a variety of political leanings and backgrounds, and it seems very uncontroversial to suggest that empathy and emotional intelligence are at the very core of the solution to many of humanity's problems. Whatever those solutions are, individuals with a great deal of self-awareness, people who aren't repeating the pattern of being a wounded person who's wounding people and just continuing that cycle and that spiral it seems really uncontroversial that extracting ourselves from those cycles, from those spirals, individually and collectively, is of very, very fundamental importance. So for the purpose of today's episode, a starting point for me is going to be this, this idea that empathy and emotional intelligence are at the very heart of our values. And they're at the very heart of what helps us as individuals and as a society function in a healthy way. And that a lot of the problems we face as individuals and as a society arise from a deficiency in empathy from a, a fracture in empathy, from a, a lack of emotional intelligence. Now, having said that, let's have a little fun and let's imagine a world where there is this savage deficit of empathy. There has been a savage, savage lack of, of empathy in society for centuries for millennia we don't know how long for but um for as long as as we know groups who are vulnerable like women for example uh, have been oppressed they haven't been treated fairly um and and various other groups have just been shit on and it seems like vulnerability has been taken advantage of. Vulnerable groups have just been abused and abused, and people have been oppressed, and people have suffered gruesome 
horrible injustices based on the color of their skin or the language that they speak or whatever, just petty superficial bullshit has caused people with these incredibly underdeveloped hearts, people with an extraordinary deficit of empathy, people who themselves have probably suffered great trauma and, and some kind of injustice and oppression at the hands of someone um, to create this fire of um, hatred and closed-mindedness that would allow them to treat their fellow humanity with such contempt, with such little care. Let's just imagine this is the landscape that we inherit. We inherit a landscape where shit is fucked up. There has been this historical absence of empathy in, in places where it really should be, in places of power, in places of authority. And then let's just imagine that we're, we're living in a moment in history where all of a sudden the faint voices of um, outrage at this, the murmurs of indignation, the, the, the voices of reason that have known the foolishness of these ways and the injustice and atrocity, all of that bubbles up to the surface. There's this movement that suddenly catches like wildfire and there's a great reckoning with the historical injustice and there's these very loud passionate voices and people are starting to pay attention people are starting to talk about it um it's not subcultural it's uh it's mass consciousness this great reckoning with the injustice um that has come from this deficiency of empathy now let's imagine that the loudest voices in this group the ones that are kind of attempting to steer it, one may expect or hope these voices to be championing empathy because that was the problem in the first place, right? There were people in power who grotesquely lacked empathy. And so, and, and they were closed-minded and they were arrogant and they had contempt for people who were different than them and they were self-righteous and they were cruel and they had no compassion and so on and so forth. So one would expect and one would hope that the loudest voices speaking, speaking truth into that would be, of course, championing empathy championing compassion championing um understanding and wisdom and emotional intelligence and grace and not in the, not necessarily in a pacifistic way you know they would probably be cha championing uh, accountability and justice and integrity and and changing laws that need to be changed so that people can be treated in a just way but suffused into that one would assume would be the medicine that has been missing from this picture which is empathy emotional intelligence now unfortunately that is not the case in this imaginary scenario in this imaginary scenario the loudest voices actually 
though they may at some point have had their gaze set on the pearly gates of empathy, somewhere along the way, they, uh, they drank from the cup of self-righteousness. They drank from the cup of hating the other. They drank from the cup of um, villainizing people who think differently than them, of villainizing people who are born into a certain kind of body, of villainizing people who say the wrong thing or, um, or, or haven't learned to speak in the same way as they speak or haven't read the same books or haven't attended the same rallies. You name it, they've drank from the cup of um, closing down empathy. They've drank from the cup of seeing the world through the lens of um, contempt, separateness. They've drank from a cup that in some sadly fundamental ways is very similar to the cup which they are trying to overturn. And this is a hypothetical scenario, remember, but uh, one might, looking at this, feel a little discouraged. They might think, oh, are you fucking kidding me? They're doing the same thing that the other guys did. They're becoming assholes. They're, you know, just becoming a mob and they're demonizing people who aren't part of their mob. And it's cringy. It's embarrassing. But one must remember that uh, this movement against, you know, the power structures that lack empathy that have been in place for a very long time. um, You know, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of hurt feelings. There's a lot of stuff bound up in this. So it's it's going to be messy. So one has to take this into account and and have some understanding and some patience that, yeah, okay, that makes sense. The way that this shows up is it's going to be messy. Sometimes it's just going to be like rage that flings itself in every fucking direction because that's what happens when you're finally allowed to say it, it, it's being unfair. It's being unfair for way too long and I fucking hate it. And sometimes you just need to fling shit in every direction. Sometimes you need to scream at people who look like the people who hurt you. Sometimes you need to just get it out. And um, and so taking this into mind, one can have a little bit more understanding and patience. And, and remember, this is a hypothetical scenario, but still, um, you know, when we take this into mind, it's like, oh, okay, okay. We can have a little bit more compassion and understanding. And the good news is there's this this movement towards justice and uh and some of that movement seems to drink from the same cup of uh, of lack the lack of empathy cup which again it could be frustrating but you can kind of understand it but the good news is there's another group who sees that happening they see that the people who are trying to revolt against the old way are kind of doing the old way they're kind of doing the same thing so this is good news 
you know, we're, we're excited about this because since these people are seeing it happening, surely they're going to be the ones who step in and, and they have the empathetic view. They can bring some of that medicine into this situation. That is not what happens, though. These people who are witnessing the, uh, this, this group, this woke group, um, do some things that are a little um, counterintuitive if, if, if we're going to move in the direction of empathy. Um, the, the people witnessing all of this, they react with contempt because the, um, the self-righteousness and the lack of empathy that the social justice warriors or, or whatever these people um, get labeled, um, the, the missteps that they're making, instead of, instead of seeing the bigger picture and stretching into an empathetic vantage point, this next group, these people who are watching it all unfold, they do the same thing. They look at the people that they call social justice warriors and they just react with contempt. They just say, these fucking social justice warriors, these fucking idiots, they think they're going to change the world, but they're doing the same thing. And it's even more obnoxious because they think that they're doing something different. So we've got a new group now who, again is closing their heart. They're closing off their empathy. They're drinking from the same cup of, self, of self-righteousness and contempt. And where one could be quite forgiving to that first group because they're coming out of such intense oppression, whether or not everyone in that group is in this lifetime suffering from specific kinds of oppression, they're all kind of singing this song, and it makes sense that it would express itself with in a way that's pretty charged um, with a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of anger and a lot of aggression. It just kind of makes sense when you step back. But now you've got group this next group three, whatever you want to call them, um, looking at that with just no understanding whatsoever, and you... And you would have thought, these are the people who are going to bring the understanding. And uh, it's a little discouraging that they, again, are just drinking from that cup of the closed-hearted contempt. These ones, these ones you feel like they should, they should do better. They should know better. And one can't help but shake their head and think, God, this kind of a hopeless spiral where humans are convinced they're doing something different than what they don't like and they do the exact thing that they don't like. They're convinced that they're going to be different than the thing that hurt them and they go around doing the same thing that hurt them. It's, this is an imaginary scenario, thank God. Or a... Uh, it would be really disturbing to live through that, right? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Carrying on though, now imagining myself in this scenario, I find the challenge to myself 
Um, and maybe maybe you see could see it this way too. If the goal is empathy as an individual, if that's like the value that I'm going to hold, um, if that's something that I'm going to hold myself accountable to, then the challenge in all of this is to see and hear these various voices and perspectives and main, maintain my empathy through all of it, to see the self-righteous activist who is villainizing someone who's innocent and vomiting out their unprocessed emotions in a way that lacks um, integrity or emotional intelligence and certainly lacks empathy, to see that and hold a bigger perspective so that I can have empathy in that, to see that in a way that my empathy doesn't close down, to have empathy for them even if they're spitting at me. Um, that's an extraordinary challenge. And that doesn't mean being a doormat. That doesn't mean allowing people to treat me or others poorly. It actually just means trying to maintain an emotionally intelligent, clear view of what's going on. It's like, ah, okay, this person is uh, triggered they're coming with a strong emotional charge. It is what it is. I'm not going to get into a spitting match with them. I'm not going to get into a sparring match with them. If I, uh, if I do so, it's going to make me less effective in communicating, and it's going to probably feed something really unhealthy and unproductive. And then to see people reacting with contempt and try to maintain empathy for them. Again, not to agree with them, but to maintain empathy so I'm not dehumanizing them. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do, and that's what empathy does. When we shut down our empathy to people, to individuals and to groups of people, we dehumanize them. Here's an example. People give themselves permission to, to dehumanize others far too freely than they ought to. An example on one side of this imaginary scenario that I've cooked up for this episode is the statement that all cops are bastards. Um, now, I know that police have a bad reputation for a lot of very legitimate reasons, but as soon as you make a statement a, a universal statement about any group of people or any like any any really broad group of people um such as like just a profession like nurses or doctors or janitors and i know police have a bad track record for real reasons but when you start saying all blanks are bad You've just played the game of dehumanization. You've played the game of cutting off your empathy. And I think we need to be extremely careful about naming that for what it is and doing it as little as possible, preferably not doing it at all. To me, that's what 
having accountability to empathy means. It means as an individual for myself, and this is a real journey that I'm on, and it's a very, very challenging, difficult journey that I'm not that great at. Um, It means constantly trying to have less and less people that my heart is closed to. That's like, that's like the goal, to be less and less closed-hearted to people in general as I go through this life. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. And it's also the most gratifying, extraordinary, beautiful thing that I've ever taken on. Um, and I'm not making this podcast because I think... I'm the great at it. Um, I'm making it because I like to talk about it, and I think it's fun to be in process with it. I think there's something extraordinarily beautiful about admitting that I can suck at this, that I can totally shit the bed. An example would be, like, a decade ago, I was an incredibly, like... I was a king of closed-hearted, contemptuous, cut off from my empathy, kind of like radical, political, activist worldview. So I, I really know what that is. It's quite hypocritical of me to judge it. And I, hey, I'm gonna be honest, occasionally I do find a part of myself closing down and judging it. And I think it might be because when people come from a place of unmitigated anger, hatred, self-righteousness, it seems like it's easy for that to close off others. It seems like it's easy for that to engender a closed heart. And it can be um, a great challenge when someone's spewing vitriol <laughs> to to you know to maintain a bigger perspective not to agree but to maintain a bigger perspective of like oh okay i can kind of look from a bird's eye view and see that this is a hurt person who's doing something unhealthy with their hurt feelings mm, i know what that's like i've definitely done that i've been there that's like the art that i want to grow inside of myself, that that practice of humility, of understanding, of seeing myself in the other, and particularly in the mistakes and transgressions of the other, because that is uh, like that's one of the shortcuts to empathy, right? It's the opposite of dehumanizing. Uh, it's the opposite of being like, oh. I could never be like that. I could never be friends with that kind of person because they're so bad and mean. Um, it's it's uh, it's easy to say that those things. It's easy to to feel those things. It's more of a of an art to be able to see someone's mistakes, uh, someone's unkindness, and look look for the places that we do something like that. And in some cases, we might not find it, but I know that for me, I've got some pretty wild, (laughs) I got some wild stuff in me.
I think all of this has been a roundabout way of saying that um, there seems to be a, a real big difference between empathy and wokeness. And wokeness is is the word I chose for this episode um, because it, to me, I think it means, you know, a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But to me, I guess it means it, it's it's like a collection of ideas or beliefs um, that are connected to a movement or a consciousness or a subculture that can be disconnected from empathy um, and gives itself at times permission to be disconnected from empathy. And like I said in my hypothetical scenario, you know, there are reasons for that. Uh, you know, one can look at those reasons and be understanding and try to embody that empathy. Um, but I think it, it's it's helpful to just name what is and to really honor what empathy is and that someone can ha- say all the right things. They can have the right, quote unquote, correct beliefs or the correct ideology or give lip service to the correct things and be wildly disconnected from empathy. They can wildly dehumanize the people that disagree with them. And again, there are reasons for that. I can have empathy for that. But there's something important about acknowledging what is. (laughs) and acknowledging what is empathy and what isn't empathy so that we can actually move towards empathy as individuals and empathy in community. It's kind of important to to be able to just acknowledge what it is and to acknowledge what emotional intelligence is um, and to know when it's being practiced and when it's not and just have understanding for when it's not but to call a spade a spade, to have understanding for when empathy is in deficit, but to call a spade a spade. That can help us as individuals move forward in a more clear, coherent, empathetic way. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave it there for today. There is definitely a lot more that could be said on this subject and that will be said on this subject by me and others. Um, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, until next week, um, I'm wishing you the very best. Take care.